Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club. And they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And I know, I know you're thinking it's Tortillas and Takes. We just saw a game where the Texas Tech Red Raiders played the Gonzaga Bulldogs. But no, we are actually talking women's basketball. You're going to get the recap pod for the Gonzaga game on Monday. So keep your eyes and ears looked out for that one where we will recap that game uh, but unfortunately we are now recording before that game has started and i hope that game is exciting i hope it's a texas tech victory as of right now as we're recording this we do not know um and when i say we i gotta introduce who i'm on the pod with and because we're talking women's basketball you already know who it is we got my girl kenzie garcia on the pod with me what is up kens you know i'm really excited about the gonzaga game i mean it's a huge game but these these next two games for Red Raiders women's team, I mean, these are pretty big games, too. They are pretty big games. Like, this is a really... We talked about the stretch. The men have a pretty innate stretch that they are, they've gone through where they had to play at Providence, uh, in New York against Tennessee, um, Arkansas State, and then also this last game against Gonzaga. But the women have a really wild stretch, too, where they're playing the three best teams they've played all year as well. And that starts with the game that we saw... Uh, this past week against UNLV, and UNLV is a good team. UNLV is a team that's going to compete for the NCAA tournament, and or at least the, the WNIT. And Texas Tech dominated them in the first quarter, up eleven after the first quarter. But after that, it was a little bit of a dogfight. What do you think about this game? What was your first thoughts? <laughs> I will say that, I mean, this is a team in UNLV that probably will fight for their AQ bid in the NCAA tournament. So it's it's definitely probably one of Texas Tech's best win of the season. You know, I'm a little worried about the fast start and the fall off. I don't know if it's energy. I don't know if it's conditioning. I don't know what it is, but 
come conference play, like, we, you know, we can't afford that. We can't afford to to come out like a rocket and then just fall out of the sky. It's not going to work. Fall out of the sky, indeed. I mean, it's it's after the first quarter. The second quarter is really all about, like, was holding water, right? It's kind of trading buckets back and forth. And when you have a double-digit lead, you can do that. When you have a double-digit lead, trading buckets back and forth isn't your problem. But what became Tech's problem is that UNLV in the second half was taking away, taking away, biting a little bit of it, biting a little bit of it. And were you worried in the fourth? Because I know I was, that this game was was going to go away. I mean, Tech never relinquished the lead, but it looked a few times like they were about to. I mean, I got a little bit nervous. I mean, again, we talked we talked about it the last the last podcast. Turnovers. They lost a turnover battle again, 19 to 12. It, I mean, it's killing them. And on on top of that, there were, I mean, a couple of key moments I remember. Just Ella Tofayono taking stupid fouls off the ball on the offensive end of the floor. It just can't be doing that. So there's there's definitely still things to clean up. And, and I was really nervous at the end. But it never felt like fully like it was getting out of control. But there's always that little fear in the back of your mind, right? I mean, they were, they were only up two at one point, like in the fourth quarter. It, it was getting real tense. I'm glad you brought up Ella. Let's talk about the bench a little bit. So Ella Tofayono, really weird game. Offensive, like if you look at her stats, you say, okay, well, she was five for seven from the field, 13 points. Like she had one of her better games, you would think, from looking at the box score. But she was pretty frustrating to watch. There was a lot of, it seemed like, especially defensively, she got bullied quite a bit. Um, and she's the, the slow feet that's kind of plagued her throughout the season, weird, it's, it's ugly head again, even in this game, where uh, uh, Young for UNLV, Desiree Young absolutely dominated in this game. She had 19 points herself, just beating up on Ella and beating up on Hattie Faye. Um, but yet, I mean, when the ball went through Ella's hands, she was able to make some buckets happen, especially in the first quarter. I mean, what did you think about Ella overall? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the frustrating thing is that, I mean, she was highly efficient from the field, which you love from a big, but I mean, defensively, towards the end of the game, Taylor Thomas was down in the post playing defense. Like, I mean, that's not what she left Arkansas to not do that. She left to be a forward to not worry about playing in the post. And we kind of had to, to lean on her at the end because of the way Ella Ella and Hattie were playing. So I, I'm honestly a little bit worried about the big situation. I kind of thought by now it would be a little bit cleaned up. But going into conference play, it's just going to get more physical. There's going to be more athleticism. I I don't love it. I'm I'm still a little nervous about it. Yeah, it's it's and it's so we're talking about the athleticism. So we're talking with with Ella. The starter was Hattie. And Hattie is more athletic. She can move her feet a little bit more. But the difference between her and Hattie is, or and Ella on the defense side of the ball is Hattie gets bullied. So with Desiree, she's like, oh, I can be more athletic around uh, uh, Tofiono. But with Faye, I'm gonna just bully ball her up and 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 beat up into her and get under the basket and get easy buckets. And that's what happened there. It's it's. Unfortunately, both Ella and Hattie are two sides of or two different sides of what the perfect player would be. <laughs> and they, there's a lot of weaknesses on both of them. But sometimes you have situations like Hattie where she's putting up five rebounds. She's a good rebounder and has the length that you need. And that's the reason why I think Hattie got a lot of those end minutes. But then you have on the flip side of it, like Hattie's not the good offensive player that Ella is. Right. And that's why we were talking about in this game. Maybe it's time to give Embry more minutes because Embry is somebody who's just as athletic as Hattie, and a little bit bigger, bigger size as Ella, but she's also not really a center. So it's tough in, when it comes to the bigs. Yeah, I mean, I think you you don't want to take away, you know, the, the Ella t- Ella came here to play. I mean, she she left Mississippi State. She wasn't going to get to play much, but 
this was a good opportunity for her. But quite frankly, when I see Shantae out there, she looks good. She looks really athletic. She looks physical. And she's young. And that's, you know, I think we talked about it during the game. She's going to make mistakes. And at this point, maybe it's just worth it to throw her out there and let her make those mistakes and just grow from them. That's what I think. I think it's it's time. It is time. She was a top recruit, one of the top recruits. It was a, she was an ESPNW 100 recruit, uh, one of the top recruits that that Texas Tech has had in a while. And and I get it. She's a freshman. She's young, and and I know that Coach Gurley doesn't like some of those freshman mistakes that she's uh, she's likely prone to make. But look, it's it's time. It's time for us to rebuild, and and this is she's part of it. She's a huge part of what this rebuild is going to be. And I, I want to see her get more than just six minutes, right? She had a turnaround jumper in this game. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. There's only two people on the team that can make it the jumper that she was able to make. And it's really her and Vivian and Vivian Gray. And that's really it. Like, no, and, and, and maybe, maybe Lexi Hightower. That's really it. Like there's not a lot of players on this team that have the skill and the talent level that Embry has. And I want to see her get more minutes. Yeah. I think whenever we both saw that play and the light bulb went off and the group chat lit up, both of us were talking about it the second she, she shot that shot. And I mean, at this point, it's kind of just an open race. I don't think anybody has really solidified themselves as a starter. I think it was just kind of matchups in the beginning. And I'm, I'm just, I'm with you at this point. She just deserves to be out there. I think she deserves the minutes. She's the future. I know that Hattie is still pretty young. I know that Ella has a couple years, but I kind of think this is this is Shantae's spot. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the guards as well. Another bench guard that actually that played decent in this game, Riley McKinney. Riley McKinney had eight points, four rebounds in this game, um, and she actually did get the minutes. Even though she came off the bench, twenty four minutes in this game, played played decently in the second half. Wasn't really part of that closing unit at the end but uh, kind of kept us in there in the third quarter when things were starting to implode. Um, I know Riley McKinney's your girl, so how do you think she played in this game? I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm this close to changing my Twitter account name to Riley McKinney Stan account. That's how much I love Riley McKinney. That's how much I want to see her on the floor. She took, she took seven shots. Again, highly efficient night, four for seven. Can't complain. Do I want to see her take more shots? Yes, I say that every time we talk about it. But on the other side of the coin, I talk about Lexi Hightower wanting to take more shots, and she had a, a, an abysmal game. Oh, she did not have a good game at all. She was she was out there getting cardio. It was <laughs> not it was not a good game whatsoever. She was jacking up a lot of she was jacking up three. She had no business jacking up. Uh, it was a problem. I do think that her minutes were reduced because of it. Like she didn't play much, especially in the second half. A lot of those minutes that she played in the second half went to McKinney, went to Riley McKinney. A lot of times we were wondering where's Lexi, and rightfully so. It seemed like Gerlich was like, "I'm tired. I'm tired of your stuff. I'm tired of your stuff." So it's uh. She it's one it's one of those things. She's gonna have to recoup from me and get better. But uh, she did not have a good game whatsoever. Um, who did have a good game? My girl Taylor Thomas. Nine points, twelve rebounds. She is the big that's actually been performing, and and, and she's getting the minutes. She's other than Vivi Gray. I mean, it seems like there's two people that Coach Gerlich really trusts and really is willing to give the minutes, the time, the effort into, and it's Vivian Gray and Taylor Thomas. And Taylor Thomas is is rewarding uh, Coach Gerlich's confidence. Yeah, I mean, I think she is. I think I said last podcast, she's like a walking double-double. And when I went and looked at her stats, she's averaging over 10 points, and she's averaging 9.6 rebounds. She's almost averaging that double-double every game. Hey, we, we round up on this pod, okay? It's okay. <laughs> well, we're calling the double-double. We're calling already. it the double-double. <laughs> we're calling already. Uh, no, but the Taylor Taylor played fantastic in this game. But I mean, the one part that both her and Vivi Gray has to cut down on is turnovers. Ten to- turnovers between the two of them. You talked about it themselves. Uh, Taylor kind of has a little bit of the Butterfinger Syndrome. Um, and so she's going to have to get a little bit more shorthanded 
right, keep the ball in, in, in place. And then Vivi is more, her turnovers is because she tries to do too much. She, she's, always, she's always trying to do too much because, and we talked about it before, she feels like she's, she is Kobe. She's Kobe of this team, right? She's the Diana Taurasi of this team. She's the best player on this team, and I get that. But you got to trust your teammates a little bit. I still don't think she trusts her teammates. But, I mean, also, who can you blame Can you blame her when she's putting up 23 and 6 and nobody's even close? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to take time. I, I mean, she's just coming back. She's just getting healthy. She just looked like herself against UNLV. So, I think in time it'll come. You know there's moments at the end of the game where it's close. You need Vivian Gray to just take those shots. And I think eventually she'll learn that she can she can kick it out. She can look at Riley. She can look at Lexi. She can look at Taylor. Maybe it'll come sooner rather than later. But I think by the time it's conference, it's going to have to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I will say Texas Tech is going to have – talk about getting ready for conference. They're about to have to get ready for conference because they have two – Tough games coming up in the West Palm Beach Invitational uh, out there in South Florida where I just was. So I am very – I want to go back already. And I wish this tournament was last week so I could have went to these games. I didn't even realize it was going to be in the same place that I was. But the West Palm Beach Invitational is a new nice little classic that they have going down down there. Two schools down in South Florida are sharing this Invitational. Uh, that is the West Palm Beach – or Palm Beach State which I just found out is a university today, <laughs> and um, Keisler, Keisler College, or Keisler, Uni- Keisler University, which I also just found out is a college. Um, they're both sharing this invitational, and that means Texas Tech is playing at both facilities. So first things first, they are playing at Palm Beach State in West Palm Beach, Florida, Monday, December 20th, against Ole Miss. There's eight, first of all, before I even go there, there's eight teams in this tournament, in this class, in, in, in this invitational. There's eight teams, good teams. Michigan State's in it, South Florida, West Virginia, our conference foe. Uh, Dayton, Clemson. Like, there's a couple turning teams in here. But Texas Tech, we're going to start off playing Ole Miss that Monday at 115 in what will feel like a conference game. Uh, what do you think about – what is your first thoughts on this game and the Invitational as a whole? You know, I, I think this is a game that when you looked at the schedule earlier in the year, this was the one you kind of felt like they could probably get or – would compete the best in. I think LSU is its is its own monster. Georgia was its own monster. Ole Miss, I think they have a sh- they can kind of go position for position with a little bit. So the thing about Ole Miss, similar to Texas Tech, is they ain't played nobody. They they're they're ten and one. So you look at the record, you're like, oh well, you know, they're ten and one. It'll be a tough it'll be a tough matchup. No, it won't. It won't. They haven't played anybody. All right? They lost their first game of the season to Belmont. And since then, they haven't played anybody on the P5 level except for Cal. And Cal, they were able to beat, beat pretty handily, but this is also a pretty bad Cal team. So Ole Miss is, like you said, it's, it's, this is going to be an interesting game to see just how good the late, the uh, the Red Raiders are. Just how good, can they compete against a team that's about at their level, right? And so uh, this will definitely be an interesting one. Who are some pl- players from the Ole Miss team that we should look out for? Well, I think there's, there's really – two that they do most of their scoring through and it's Shakira Austin Madison Scott so they're two bigs 14 points a game 12 points a game that's where they do their damage so it's gonna be an interesting matchup because their guards are trash and usually that's kind of where Texas Tech has problems they're not super great defensively running around the post but 
also, I, I don't know. This is this is going to be an interesting game. But like I said, I think position wise, this is going to be the best shot we have to win. Well, I think the problem is, is that Texas Tech uh, doesn't do well with athleticism, right? They they struggle as a team with athleticism, and Ole Miss doesn't have athleticism, so that helps. I mean, and, and a good example of that was was uh, when we when we uh, the the Lamar game. We almost lost Lamar because they are an athletic team. They're a team that really pushed us. Ole Miss doesn't have that same athleticism. So I definitely agree that this is the game that Texas Tech can definitely steal. But I will say, Shakira Austin, we, we, we were just talking about uh, um, uh, Desiree from UNLV. Shakira Austin is better. And if we have Ella and Hattie struggling with, with the bigs from the last game, it's going to be even worse when it comes to going up against Shakira Austin. Just put up 18 points in their last game that they just played. Um, and they're a team that they're going to try to score the points, score a lot of points through the post, right? And it's going to be a problem. It's a big reason why their field goal average is so high. It's creeping close to 50% um, because they get into the paint. And not just that, but when their guards are able to, to make things work, they penetrate and they get easy buckets. So the, the interior defense is going to be very important here. I expect a lot of minutes from Taylor, but I also kind of expect a lot of minutes from Ella in this game. I, I think... Though Hattie is the better defensive player, I do think that the fact that Ella does not get bullied is going to be big here. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be one of those games where you need to find the hot hand defensively and you need to put them out there. There's not really going to be time to to mess around or let them settle into the game because they're just going to torch us down low if they have the opportunity. Our best shot here is going to be just roughing up the paint, making them kick it out. They shoot 29% from three. They're terrible from three. That's going to be our best bet to win this game. Yeah, not only that, but they're also terrible at turning the ball over. They turn the ball over a lot. You were talking about how their guards aren't great. Their guards also aren't great at keeping the ball. And I know, I know she's she's a sometimes can be a tough watch. I know it. But but Tayton Weidenheimer is our best defensive guard, and she gets after it. She leads the team in steals, and I think this is also another game where she's going to get a lot of minutes because of that. Um, games like this is where she's most valuable. This is what we wanted her for. She's defensive. She's a dog. She gets after it. And she's going to have to get out on the floor and get some of these steals here. And I think that is how Texas Tech wins the game is not by kidding, many, committing as many turnovers as we did last game. Cough, cough, Vivian Gray. Cough, cough, Taylor <laughs> Thomas. But it's uh, um, forcing the turnovers, winning the turnover battle, and getting after it. So give me your player of the game What when Texas Tech plays Ole Miss. Who's it going to be? Oh, man. I mean, you want to, le- you want to lean on Vivian Gray, but... I think rather than a player of the game, I'm going to pick a position group of the game. I think your three bigs, it's going to be Ella. It's going to be, it's going to be Taylor. I mean, that's not even a big, and then it's going to be Hattie. Those three, if we win this game, will be the player as a unit of the game, because those three are going to be vital to winning this game. Kenzie, did you just go Jeremy on me? A little bit. Completely completely disregard the question and make up your own answer. Ah, oh, goodness. I know I shouldn't you listen to the pod as much. Sick. He gives me bad habits. <laughs> it's, it's oh, just the Jeremy influence is, this is the worst. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that Lexi needs to have a bounce back game in this one for tech to win. I think this is a situation where the Ole Miss guards, like we talked about, they, they're not great. They're, they're, they're ones that, that do leave a little bit left to the uh, um, left to the fan, left to the running rebel fan, 
And I think this is one where Riley McKinney, or, or, or sorry, Lexi Hightower can kind of get her groove back. I think this is one where Lexi can get her groove back, get her shots back over. And if we and and we're gonna need her too. We're gonna need her to make some of these threes. I, in my opinion, she's our best three point shooter, even better than Viv Gray. And so she, we're gonna need her to make make some of those threes. And if she can hit three threes in this game, that may be enough to really put us over the top. Yeah, I think if 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 anybody, I mean, you know, Viv's gonna score her points. That's what she does. But if anybody else, if any one of those other guards catches fire, I mean, I don't think Ole Miss is gonna have a chance. Not gonna have a chance. So, what is your prediction for this game? Are you saying that Ole Miss shouldn't even show up to the court because it's gonna be a blowout? I'm not gonna say a blowout. I think this this team, this iteration of this team, is meant to give you a heart attack. They're meant to raise your blood pressure. They're going to do it almost every time. But I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to figure it out. I think the guards are just not good. You, you got to have good guard play. You can't just go through the post. I just don't think it's going to work out. Texas Tech wins this game. Texas Tech W. Well, this is going to be an interesting game. I um, This is really a game where I really got to gauge how good or bad I think this team is. <laughs> Uh, I remember when we were doing the football preview, we were talking about the Texas Tech versus Houston game. Uh, before the season started, I made a prediction that Texas Tech, talent-wise, is as good as at least a 7-5 and five team. I actually thought they were better than a 7-5 team. Shook base off of talent alone. But that the Houston game would tell us a lot. The Houston game would, if we lost the Houston game, then this is just not a good team. This is a team that's probably not even going to a bowl game. Texas Tech went out and beat Houston. Um, now, there's much that happened later on in the season, of course, but this is the Houston game for the, for the Texas Tech uh, Red Raider women's team. Like, this is the game where we find out just how good or bad this team is. Um, and this is actually a tough one. Ole Miss is, though I said that they haven't played anybody, they're on a hot streak. They're, they're, they, they are on a hot streak. They have won. They beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati using those bigs. Um, this is why, though, I'm going to pick a Texas Tech win. One, because I'm a little biased. Uh, but two, <laughs> but I'll be, two because when games where the other team's big has played well, Texas Tech has mitigated it and they've won. They've been able to let the bigs cook, but let the guards struggle. And Ole Miss does that already without any of their help. So Shakira Austin is probably going to put up 20 off top. Like, that's probably going to happen, and that's fine. I think Texas Tech is going to take that and run with it and say, look, you can get 20. You're, you're good. Scott, you want to get another 10? Fine, that works for us. But as long as Reed, as long as Salary, uh, as as long as is who else Baker Johnson doesn't put up points, we'll be we'll be cool. We'll be fine. So I'm in a close game. I think a close game where Vivi Gray closes us out down the stretch. Give me give me Texas Tech, sixty eight sixty five. Yeah, it's going to be one of those games, and I think this is a game where gonna be close. we're going to be real, real happy to have a healthy Vivian Gray. I am not confident in my prediction whatsoever. <laughs> you can tell. I'm not confident in it whatsoever. But uh, if, if Texas Tech does win the game, they're going to feel good about themselves going into their matchup on Tuesday. Tuesday, they travel from West Palm Beach and go over to Kaiser University, a, uni- a university that I just learned about, and I'm sure <laughs> the majority of the team just learned about too, uh, out in Fort Lauderdale. Um, this game is going to be later in the day for people that like to that can you know quit out of work, leave work a little bit early, and get into this game. But they're playing a much much tougher team than the 22nd ranked LSU Tigers with a familiar coach, with a uh, 
you know, Kim Mulkey, mm-hmm. forever former Baylor head basketball coach, mm-hmm. is now over at LSU um, to wreak havoc on the SEC, both in a positive and negative way. <laughs> um, and I'm not just talking sports. Uh, so, I mean, what's your initial thoughts about this game? Well, I'm going to start off just by saying that I despise Kim Mulkey. Just had to get that out of the way. I'm not going to go into it. That's just my opinion. <laughs> you can think what you want. Anyways. I think most people despise Kim Yeah, Mulkey. yeah. I think so you're, you're right. You're fine. I think you're right. You know, this game is one that I don't have a lot of hope for this one. This is they've lost one time this year it was to Florida Gulf Coast, which is odd. But then when you look at the stats, they just got boat raced. They had a guard that just went out and boat raced them for 35 or 36 points that's just kind of a freak occurrence i don't know if we have that in our pocket let me tell you something kens um they just beat a team by 64 points they they, they beat a team by 64 points yeah i don't like it i don't even know i don't know i, I don't know what that feels like i don't i don't like i that, that's wild to me that is we lost it in football. I'm bringing back to football again. We <laughs> lost to Texas by 35, and we thought it, the world was over. I was at the game where Texas Tech lost Oklahoma State 66-6 in football. I've been at many games where Texas Tech lost basketball games in the uh, uh, the Billy Gillespie, Larry Walker era, um, which was was were bad, right? We Texas Tech, the women's team, has had pretty bad games lately. We ain't never lost no, 60 by, no 64 points, and they just beat a team like that. This team is dangerous. They are scary. Pointer is scary. Morris is scary. This is a scary team. Yeah, what I think the, the toughest thing about this game is that they have two guards that just ball out. Caleb Pointer and Alexis Morris, they ball out. And arguably, that's that's kind of our weak spot. I mean, we I, the perimeter D is not great. I mean, you remember back to the Lamar game, they were just getting torched. They were slow. They were getting torched. This is an athletic team. We were just talking about it. This is not a good matchup on paper. Oh, no, this ain't a good matchup at all. And unfortunately, it's one of those things. I mean, LSU, really, they should be higher ranked. You're right. The Florida Gold Coast uh, game really set them back. But then they came back and uh, uh, beat a beat a decent Tulane team, but then, then beat a ranked Iowa State team. Iowa State's one of the teams in the Big 12 that's going to – I mean, Baylor's going to win the conference, let's be real. But, but Iowa State's one of the teams in the Big 12 that's going to be competing for – kind of second and third there so it's and the fact that they just beat them and and beat them pretty nicely um it makes this team just that much scarier uh i i think they're better they're not the 22nd ranked team in the country i think they're better than what their ranking shows and this is this will be the best team texas tech plays all year yeah i mean i think for us to even have a shot in this game they're gonna kind of have to borrow some of that men's basketball mentality from Tennessee where it was just like this insane aggressive on-ball defense just everywhere the ball went there was somebody that's what they're gonna have to do they're gonna have to just slow this thing down they can't let the guards get hot it's 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 gonna be a very tall task for this defense and that's not even to mention the offense is gonna have to be hot too both sides of the court are gonna have to be perfect Here's the problem, though, is that in a game like the Iowa State game, where the game was a little slowed down a little bit, LSU only won 69-60. Caleb Porter still put up 27-6. Alexis Morris still had 25. Like, you're right. But you are right. It's really just those two. Like, those two make up so much of that team. Everybody else is kind of scattered in. Uh, Payne is is decent off the bench. Um, uh, Ifua is is probably their best big. 
But it's those Morris and Pointer. They're if you can limit them, you got a shot in this game. The problem is they've been limited all year. Yeah, I mean you're you're asking them to to stop probably two of the hottest guards. I mean clearly in the country. I mean there's seven, eight, almost yeah. 18 points and 14 points. I if you can stop them, I mean I guess they haven't even tested the waters with the with the others. We don't even know if their post play is yeah. good because they don't have to rely on their post play. So we just who knows what's going to happen with this game. Yeah, and, but unfortunately, it seems like LSU is now adopting the Kim Mulkey defense. Not Kim Mulkey defense. Is, can't even hate on that one. That thing is tough. So, um, give me what? Give me a player that is going to have to shine in this game for Texas Tech to have any shot. Well, I mean, I think we talked about how Florida Gulf Coast had a guard that just boat raced them for points. I think it's just it's going to have to be Vivian Gray. She's just going to have to hit everything yeah. she shoots. She's going to have to be super aggressive. She's going to have to get to the line. It, everything is going to have to go right, and she's going to have to score thirty plus. That's just bottom line. Vivian, that's oh, kid, that's such an easy answer. I mean, at the, not going Riley McKinney, no Lexi Hightower, Taylor Thomas, em, Chante Embry with a surprise game. None of them. None of them. You know, the problem Neither is am I. they just don't it, they don't give Lexi and Riley the shot. So it's hard to lean on them for points. Listen, you just don't know. Listen, neither am I. It is all it is all Vivian Gray. She has to be the one. She got to drop 30. All right. That's what happened in the Florida Gulf Coast game. Right. With Kirsten Bell put up 32. Look, hey, Viv, Gray, you, you listening? Viv, you're going to have to drop 32. Like, that's just it's it on you. It is. I don't make the rules. It's on you. I don't make I don't make the rules. You have to drop 32. For us to, for Texas Tech to maybe have a shot of winning, you have to drop 32. You have to show out and be the best player on the court for for Tech to really have a shot in this game. Um, but you know what? I think you and I believe she can do it. I believe she will do it. So are you predicting a win? I am not predicting a win. I am predicting maybe I think that we can hang around. It may not be as I don't think we're going to race out to a hot start like we did in the Georgia game, but I think we'll keep it within 10-ish. It's not a confident answer, but I'm not confident, so. Let me let me let me tell you something. You have more confidence than I do. We getting we getting smart. <laughs> That's why I hope we beat Ole Miss. I hope we beat Ole Miss so we can just go home feeling a little bit good about ourselves after LSU beats beats us like we stole something. We're getting beat. We're gonna beat. If we if we keep this game within 20, I'll be happy. We're gonna get beat pretty badly. They just beat a team by 64 points, Kenzie. By 64. They just did that. They just did it the other day. I, it, it just happened. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I'm seeing the box score right now. They just beat a team by 64 points. I had to refresh it three times just to make sure. They scored 100 <laughs> points in that game. They beat a team by 64 points. It's a Division One team. It, it wasn't Our Lady of the Lake. It was a Division One team. It was Alcorn State, Division One team. They beat them by 64 points. They all, the other team also gets scholarships, Kenzie, and they beat them by 64 points. This team is going to beat us crazy. You know, I listen, I will sit down and – Put, eat. I will eat a hot plate of crow if this team somehow beats LSU. I love this team. I love every single one of these girls. I just, I don't think it's gonna happen. You know, you're right. It's oh, if we are, let me tell you something. We beat LSU. Let, let's let's get it. This changes the all. I, I, we talked about the Ole Miss game, and it's really gonna tell us how good or bad this team is. Beating LSU puts us on a whole other level. That's a whole other planet. We have to reevaluate the season as a whole and how the girls are coming. Um, and, you know, it's, it's here's the thing is we talked about the, them losing the Georgia. They played well in the Georgia game, but that was also a game at home and they lost by 10. This is, in my opinion, like I said, a better team in LSU in Florida, which I mean, I'm not, it's a neutral site game, but it's not a home game. 
And it's, ooh, buddy, bah. we if we come out to the hot start like we did against Georgia, um, and and Viv puts up thirty plus, then maybe the game is exciting in the fourth. That's all you can hope for. That's what this team does. They make it exciting in the fourth. That's yeah. And then you just who knows? Take your blood pressure meds, sit down, enjoy it. Listen, every Tech game since maybe the Texas State game has been close to a little too close for comfort in the fourth quarter. Um, so I, you know, I I would like a, I would like something a little bit more comfortable, maybe in the Ole Miss game. Um, if it's comfortable in the LSU game, it's not going to be for positive reasons. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so it's going to be a rough one. But we're gonna have to end this pod here, Kenzie. Anything else you want to say to the people? You know, I just want to say this team. Viv said at the beginning of the year she wanted to make the NCAA tournament. You got to win both of these games. If you want to make the NCAA tournament, you got to win both of these games. And if you can beat Ole Miss, let's work towards an NIT. Let's be positive. We can get there. There we go. Let's be positive. That is the much more positive Kenzie Garcia. Um, <laughs> I am the a lot less positive, I'll be sure. And you've been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.